Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Hey, hello everybody, welcome back to Disney Plus Us, just another World's Disney Plus podcast where every other week we take a look at something on Disney Plus, but that's not this show. This is the show where we take a look at every episode of What If, this week we're talking about What If Ultron won, and Mitch, Ultron finally getting the justice that he deserves. Say, what if most... Ultron wasn't totally misused in the MCU? <laughs> what if, yeah, what if they actually took, like, the the terrifying nature of Ultron and actually used it? Yeah, what if Joss Whedon wasn't involved with the use of Ultron in the MCU? <laughs> yeah, what an episode. First off, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't watched the show, we are full spoilers for the entire episode, all 20-something minutes of it. This is going to be a lot of fun. I was right. I was right. Yeah, for sure, yes, you were right. I was right. They're setting up a two-part finale, and they're going to bring the band together, and I'm so hyped for next week. Oh, my God. This is great. I apologize for being wrong. I was so convinced we were going to get a Gamora episode. I was so convinced. I'm so happy you're wrong. It is what it is. I (laughs) I still think it would be an interesting story of what if Gamora took up Thanos' role. Season two. Season two. Exactly. They'll they'll pull in some characters we weren't expecting from other timelines, and we'll get elaboration on where they came from next season, I'm sure. Speaking of characters we weren't expecting and just things we weren't expecting in general, how would you feel when she pulled out the Red Guardian shield? Like that? I was more surprised that Zola was still alive. Right? Cause, yeah, because they kill Zola in uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah. But the way they the way they explain that is, oh, there was a second site where he was supervising the Russian super soldier program, which, you know what, makes sense. It's a bit of, you know, uh, it's a bit of them playing loose with the plot, but that's not the only time they do that in this episode. So I can understand that. I mean, <laughs> Ultron can use the Infinity Stones outside of his dimension. That's pretty loose with the plot. already. Ultron can use the Infinity Stone to literally slice Thanos in half. Oh, yeah, I saw this hilarious. T- I think it was a tweet or a TikTok or whatever of like, you're telling me we could have we got like dead vision in Captain America goes back to the past when we could have gotten Thanos killer vision and President Captain America. <laughs> President Captain America, Mitch. TikTok really likes President Captain America, by the way. Everyone likes Captain America and they should. I haven't spent much time on TikTok today. If my voice sounds raspy at all, it's because I'm just coming back from what was one of the most thrilling baseball games I've ever seen in my life with my Toronto Blue Jays beating the New York Yankees by a score of six to five. So if it, if it comes off my voice at all, I apologize. But uh, I've not gotten a chance to to explore what if TikTok today just because I was busy. It's a, it's a lot of what you expect. You know, everyone's dealing with the trauma of this episode as per usual. Everyone's just glad that Ultron is finally getting his due in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Dude, I I really, really love this episode, both from the, like, Ultron getting his due, being this massive multiversal villain, but also having the more, like, in-their-universe grounded story of Clinton and Natasha just surviving. The only survivors of the nuclear apocalypse that Ultron caused in their world. Like, it, it's so... 
nothing about this episode felt familiar from an MCU perspective. And I think like I've been saying this whole time through, that's when what if is at its strongest is when it's not tied to the MCU. We had two, if you count Jeffrey Wright as being an MCU voice actor, um, we had two MCU cast actors back for this episode. That's it. Right. We had uh, Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye and we had Jeffrey Wright. We had new new voice act or we had voice actors return from previous episodes who had done uh, Natasha Romanoff, uh, Ross Marcon, who has who has voiced Red Skull since uh, Hugo Weaving left the role, was here in the in the role of Ultron. I think he did a great job. I couldn't tell if it was James Spader or not. And that kind of, you know. Yeah, he did give really credit cool. where credit is due uh, in that role. And it, it was very interesting of seeing something so detached from the MCU be what is the penultimate episode and what seems to be the culminating event of this entire season. Yeah, I I think one of my favorite things about this is like that it was its own thing that still made so many nods. Like Hawkeye jumping into the pit of Ultron it's just that scene from Infinity War, but reversed. Or Endgame, but reversed. Yeah, he got the opportunity to sacrifice himself for Natasha, especially since he literally had no hope. The only thing that pushes him through Endgame is the thought of getting back his wife and kids, and in this timeline, he can't. They're gone. Everything is gone. He has nothing to live for. Dude, like, And I don't really, I don't understand their motivation at this point, because like, even if they were able to do this, what does it matter to this world? Yeah, um, I don't think they did a very good job of explaining that. Like, I figured it's nuclear holocaust and the whole world is gone, but maybe it's not. I don't know. It is, though. Like, that, that is, like, the plot of it is that it's nuclear holocaust. I think they're just fighting because they don't know what else to do. At this point, that's, like, it's fight or keel over and die. And one character chooses... One route, and Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye chooses the other. And then Zola's kind of just there. Zola has no choice, yeah. Imagine being Zola and just waking up after what presumably is decades of being in hibernation because the super soldier program has been shut down for decades at this point, um, apart from the sole agent of chaos being the Winter Soldier, and just waking up being like, all right, so it's been like 30 years since I was awake. Uh, you're telling me there was a what now? There's a robot that's that destroyed the world? There Probably was a nuclear person. holocaust and I survived just because I'm a computer? Yeah, it's... Zola was just the last character I was expecting in this, man. I thought that was great. I, I would have loved to get see them get more comic accurate with Zola. Uh, especially yeah. in What If, where they can really do whatever they want with it. Give us the but big face. Give me big face and robot body, please. Robot body with camera on top. But short of that, I think that was a great, a great use of the character. And uh, we're going to see Zola in the next episode because this did not wrap up and we're going to need Zola. Like, so my understanding is Zola at this point in the Ultron century is essentially a beacon to shut down the Ultron hive mind. Yeah. So once they can get them in the same room or in this case, universe, Zola can presumably start attacking the Ultron hive mind and trying to shut down Ultron. And that's ultimately, I'm assuming what the guardian is going to have to do next week of pulling people together. Um, we, we see Dr. Strange at the end of this episode voiced by Benedict Cumberbatch. So 
there were other MCU actors in this. I, I apologize for forgetting that that and quick cameo at the end, which how cool asshole. is that? He no, was such not, an ass. He was an ass, but he was like a he he was an ass, but in a way that was cool. plays off of the strengths of the character, like the core character that we know from the MCU. This version of Doctor Strange is obviously much darker, but we see some of that levity come through. Like he's kind of learned the error of his ways and with the watcher using that little pocket dimension that remained in his universe to es escape Ultron. They're going to have to use that as ground zero to put this team together to maybe, I mean, ultimately it's the MCU. So I would, I would love if we got to the end of next week's episode and the watcher lost, like what would the ramifications of that be across the multiverse? Like this could do more for the MCU in terms of multiversal, like scenarios than either Doctor uh, Doctor Strange, Spider Man, or Loki. Like this could be yeah. huge for the MCU. It could have huge ramifications, and I'm so excited to see what they play with in the finale. But we'll have to wait and see. I love this. There's so many. There's so many repercussions that can come from this. Even just in the multiverse, like the dozens of dimensions we saw in this single episode. I'm just saying, there was one of those that looked suspiciously like Mustafar. Love Star the way Wars. they animated that, too, where Ultron attacking the Watcher, every time he hit him, they'd poof into another dimension. Like, he's so... Like, the fabric of dimensional dimensionality around the Watcher is so thin that the slightest action just causes them to blip to different places in space-time, which I thought was really cool. Um... Also, we've seen this hinted at the entire season, but the Watcher's real uh, bad at not talking around entities that can start to sense his presence. <laughs> yeah, when he realizes what he's doing, he's just like, oh shit, oh shit. Like, uh, stop, stop. It, it, ju it just makes me think of that TikTok of just like, oh, I fucked up. Which I love for what it's worth I that Ultron up. addresses the weirdest part about the watcher is just how creepy the watchers like role is. I mean, I called the watcher a pedo a few episodes ago, and I think that's basically what Ultron was getting at here. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, in the way that Marvel can actually say, yeah, they can't go the full nine yards. And that's why you come here to listen to us every week or every other week for the core show of Disney plus such uh, Disney plus us. Damn it. Uh, which you can find all over the internet at D plus us on all the socials and uh, Disney plus us on your podcast service of choice. Nice plug. I try. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let, let's bring it back to the watcher for a second. Cause I think Jeffrey Wright in this deserves so much goddamn applause. This... Yeah, he's, he's been phenomenal this entire series in this episode. He really does take center stage. Mm -hmm. And I thought was really, really good at acting freaked out. Like, this has never happened to him in the entirety of his existence. And to realize how badly he's messed with the multiverse. And it's going to be interesting to see how he's able to finally break his code and intervene and try and set things right. Like, I was saying earlier that, like, Doctor Strange was being an absolute ass. And he was. But that line where he's like, I can't believe I'm going to say this. We're going to interfere. Was so damn cool. This is what I wanted out of this show, man. I wanted, like, the badassery, the... Like, you, you got the badassery of the Watcher, who is this amazing character, who is terrible at his job, for what it's worth. He never I mean, he, does... He's not terrible at his job. He's great at watching and doing nothing. 
He's just not very good at keeping his trap shut. Yeah. Like, you got that. You got the multiversal shenanigans. You have the what if, yada, yada, yada. Like, one of my favorite things in this is that Hawkeye is missing his arm. Because, like, he was losing it at the beginning of Age of Ultron. So, I just you just assume then... Because, like, Ultron pulls away the Doctor in that one, and there's the repercussions of that, so eventually he loses his arm. It's also a shout-out to that hilarious um, Empire Strikes Back Easter egg of Phase 2, where just every episode someone loses an arm. Yeah, and they, 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 they have fun with it, too, with uh, Lake Bell's Natasha Romanoff offering him his arm back after he loses it. I actually didn't realize it was a robotic arm until he lost it. Yeah, same. Like, I wasn't paying close enough attention. I'm like, oh, wait, what just happened? Everything would like, there wasn't blood or anything like that. I'm like, oh, it's it's mechanical. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the thing that I keep saying about this show is I can't wait for what's next. I can't wait for what's next. And this is the one where it's like, I can't wait for what's next. Because the next episode is a direct continuation of the story. Yep. But this gives me so much hope for the Hawkeye series, man. I was actually just talking about that in the car tonight of there's there's so much good MCU content coming this year with this finale. Shang-Chi, we now know, is going to drop on Disney Plus on November 12th. We've got the Eternals coming. We've got Eternals coming still, which is beginning of November as well, isn't it? Yeah, it comes out in November or something. Or I think it's like November 4th? November 5th. I was close. Yeah, you're close. I was very close. Um, we've got Hawkeye. We don't know a date for Miss Marvel. I think now knowing when Hawkeye releases and when the book of Boba Fett releases, we're probably not going to get Miss Marvel until January, February would be my assumption. Yeah. But they wouldn't want to overlap those. It's going to be the end of January. Yeah, that, that would probably line up. I, well, it might even be February if they don't want to overlap with the book of Boba Fett. See, I think they're fine with it overlapping the Star Wars and Marvel stuff just because they are two different like, yeah, mind you, the fandoms, it's very much a Venn diagram that's really close to a circle. Yeah. But. It's off by about three degrees. If there's that. enough hype, you can move one of them to a separate day. And, like, people will understand that. True. And then we can't forget the juggernaut that is Spider-Man No Way Home coming this year as well. Um, we are so spoiled when it comes to the MCU at this point. I'm like, and I think it was yesterday the news came out or there was an interview done with uh, one of the executives at Marvel who said they currently have 31 projects in some stage of development. That is for the MCU to me. It is, but also yay. Like, don't but get me also, wrong. Like, I, I got, I got to lose some weight. I got to get in shape. I cannot miss this stuff. So I got to make <laughs> sure I'm still here for it. I feel that. I feel that a lot. No, I, I'm, consistently worried about you know just having too much marvel content and what if was the big worry for me of like what if is the closest to i felt to feeling bloated with marvel content yeah i can understand that there were a few episodes that felt like they overstayed their welcome or didn't need to be there like the killmonger episode the thor episode were they were good but they were like they almost like it's hard to say any of these episodes are filler because they're all their own standalone episodes but like Compared to some of the gold we got in the earlier parts of the season, it did feel like people in general, the sentiment was people were starting to stagnate on the series. And I feel like this episode brought everyone right back. This is by far my favorite episode of the series thus far. Maybe the Doctor Strange one, but this one is it's it's definitely a two horse race between those two. Yeah, for me, it's this or the T'Challa Star-Lord. Like this was was just this one was just so damn good. And 
it's not done. That's the craziest thing to me. It's like, it's not done, and we're going to get a conclusion. Which I think this is the first episode we're going to get any sort of conclusion from, right? There were there were, you know, open threads left in the Captain Carter one, less so in the T'Challa one, but they're there. The everybody the, uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. We don't know what Fury does. What Fury does next? Doctor Strange. Obviously, we saw the Strange Supreme in this episode, and he's going to probably have some sort of redemption arc in the next episode. Zombies didn't end. The Killmonger one leaves off with Pepper and um shuri and so on so there it's interesting to see that something in this series is going to get some resolution maybe or it's the end of the multiverse as we know it and what if season two is something completely different mm-hmm. yeah i i do think that they're gonna you know defeat ultron save the day yada 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 i think after the uh cliffhanger at the end of loki they know it's also just with what's coming from the MCU. Like you kind of got to put a button on the story and move on to the next. I could see them doing something like an exiles run, which I keep referring to the exiles. Like everyone knows who those are, but they're essentially just this multiversal superhero group. Yeah. Um, that'd be super cool to see. Like, I just want more Marvel animation. And I say this every week, but every week proves it. Marvel animation is, is a super special like subsect of animation that we have. Like superheroes in general should be animated because it's freaking cool. It's what DC does best with their characters. Their live action stuff is very much hit or miss, especially when it comes to the CW shows. Uh, I I say that as I'm catching up on the latest season of CW's The Flash on Netflix. Hey Sam, and watching those like watching that and then watching this, it is it is night and day. Um. I think, yeah, you're you're totally uh, you're totally nailing it on the head of having these characters be animated lets them do so much more when it comes to the scenarios, to the characters, and when they branch away furthest from the MCU is when this show is at its best. I feel like tying them to the MCU actually would probably did a bit of a detriment to this series. I really hope that with season two, and I mean we've seen it in this last episode, these last couple of episodes very little directly tied into the MCU and they were a heck of a lot of fun. And I really hope season two takes more risks and doesn't just do what if scenarios that are close to the MCU and does stuff that's just totally out of left field. Like what if Gwen Stacy was bit by a spider or something along those lines? Spider Gwen, give a spider Gwen. Seriously. Like why not? Like that's a great Avenue to go with that character. If you want to do something new, fresh and original and don't tie it to the MCU because it doesn't need to be. Tell these stories. I think uh, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, which was the last animated series before Disney acquired Marvel, is some of my favorite Marvel content, period. You know, one of these days, we need to do an episode on that show for how much we talk about that show. (laughs) Honestly, it gives me a reason to rewatch it, so I'm down for it whenever you are. We're going to need to fill some weeks between what if and whatever our next weekly thing is, so. Yeah. Would you believe me if I told you that I know... Every single plot point to that show still. No, it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. I love that show so much. There's a reason we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bringing it back to the actual episode, though. I want to sh- want to shout out specifically the scene of them in the, uh, the archives. Because that was probably one of the funniest scenes of the entire series. 
of just how panicked the watcher is of like you're so close you're so close you're so close just how close he is to intervening because he knows he needs to at this point otherwise everything's gonna go to shit mm-hmm. but he's like still just like grasping onto that one rule that he has to follow and then you have this like this dramatic moment of clint giving up and then being angry that he gave up and like that's just classic hawkeye Everything about this episode, man. Everything was so good. I want to. I'm just talking about it makes me want to go rewatch it. I'm planning on rewatching the entire series leading up to our episode for next week, and I encourage all of our listeners to do the same because there's so much that leads up to this last encounter, and I really hope it's a longer episode too. I want, I want like a good forty minutes of of this, just because there's going to be so much to unpack with this next episode, we're going to get the season finale that I want as much of it as they'll give it to us. If they give us a two hour animated episode to end this series, I could die happy. Seriously. I don't think we're going to get like a full 40 minutes. I think we're going to get maybe a, a normal 20 minute episode or maybe like a 30 minute episode. This one was 30, wasn't it? I think so. With credits, I think and everything, I think it was about 30 the credits so, are long in this series, man. Yeah, they are. I can't seem to find the runtime on IMDb, but I'm sure it's there somewhere. I'm just dumb and tired and Yeah, 31 and... minutes. And like looking at some of these, like all of them fall about just over 30 minutes. So that's probably what we're going to get. Then again, the Doctor Strange one was 37. So yes, who knows? Anything can happen. That's, a, that's one of the great that's things be- about streaming services. That's the beauty of what if. Right, Anything so bef- can happen. Before we wrap this up, I do want to talk a little bit about theorying for next week. So we know we're getting like Captain Carter, T'Challa, Star Lord. Do you think we're going to get people from like the other episodes, like the murder mystery episode or the I know longer I, episode? I think we're we, well. There was that shot in the trailer of Pepper and Shuri, so that's potentially something they could pull in. Uh, but I feel like that might be a season two episode. I think we know we're going to get this Gamora that we've been, we've seen teased throughout. Uh, and we don't know what her story is. So hopefully they give us a bit of the backstory of the universe that she came from. I think good time Thor will definitely be back. Um, we know he'll zombie be hunter Spider-Man with how much emphasis they put on him with like hot toys and things like that. Dude, that he'll Funko be back. Pop looks so good. Yeah. Basically, if there's a Funko pop, they'll be back. <laughs> yeah, I think like obviously we're gonna see um Captain Carter. Like we have that screenshot that we keep referencing all season of her talking to Doctor Strange. Yeah. I think T'Challa's a shoe in, obviously. I think I can see I can see um Zombie Hunter Peter Parker for sure. Hulk I would think... be good if we pulled in Hulk from the zombie episode as well. Ooh, that's a good call. That's a good one. Maybe, I think we're gonna Ki- see... maybe Killmonger is Black Panther? Yeah, it was, it was, that's what I was about to say. I think we might see Killmonger in this as Black That'd be Panther. cool. And like, they have to put their differences aside or something. I could... Well, they wouldn't know each other at that point, right? Because, well, Killmonger would recognize T'Challa, but T'Challa would have no idea who Killmonger is. Well, I was talking more about like him and Shuri and Pepper. Oh, yeah, Shuri and Pepper are there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Captain Marvel's a shoe in He's been everywhere in this series. That would make sense. Especially after the last two episodes where she had such prominent roles. Yeah. Which, like, man, talk about depressing. I keep talking about depressing things in this series. Watching your favorite hero die doesn't feel good. 
No, it does not. I think there's a lot of a lot of possibility, and that's kind of what what if is all about. I'm really excited for next week. I'm really excited for season two. If these are the stories they can tell of season one, imagine what they can do after taking some time and taking the feedback they've gotten from the community and really going to town on whatever season two ends up being. Are there any like Marvel comic stories that you'd love to see? Ooh. Which I know is a loaded question. Yes. So I'm going to limit you to two. Ah. Uh, I'd love if they did. I I know they won't, but I'd love to see them elaborate on like some of the Spider-Man story. Cause in animation, Marvel can do whatever they want with Spider-Man. Sony only has the film rights. So I'd love to see if they did something like, I don't know, do their take on the, the uh, symbiote saga or do their take on the clone saga with um, Ben Riley. Like that could be interesting. Um, if by the time we get season two X-Men or a thing again, give me age of apocalypse. Give me something crazy like that. Like, I don't know what else I can think of, honestly, that falls under the MCU that we haven't already like had inklings of in stuff. Um, an alternate take on Civil War where it's actually Civil War 2 because you can get a, a bigger, bigger impact from Captain Marvel there, which I know you'd be happy about. You know, I'm, you know, I'm always happy for that. I know. Um, so I know you said limit me to two and I just gave you like seven. seven so, so that's where I'll have to stop myself. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's some cool stuff. Like, I'm kind of trying to judge it off of what's upcoming. So, like, I think we're going to get, like, a Black Widow. We know we're going to get a Black Widow, so- Widow episode. I know. I think we're going to get a Strong Tree episode. I would love something, like, now that they're kind of addressing that Uncle Ben exists, I would love an episode of What If Uncle Ben Lived. Yeah, that could be cool. Um, That is a classic What If um, Spider-Man storyline that they've actually done in the comics. So I don't entirely see them doing that because they like to do their own thing. I would love, though, beyond anything, to see an Eternals episode because can, can hear me out on this. Like the way they've done this so far is every episode of What If it has some sort of tie-in to the movies. Like this episode, this week is clearly Age of Ultron. Yeah, duh. <laughs> I want them to do the new stuff. I want them to like, yeah, have the respect and the love of the entire first. What is it? The first three phases. It's the first saga. The infinity saga saga. Thank you. Yeah. I want them to have that same respect for the new saga and like play with the new stuff and have fun with that. I would love to see Miss Marvel there. I'd love to see Kate Bishop there. Like, Mark my words, folks, these new characters are going to be special to people. Kate Bishop is already an incredibly special character to people. Miss Marvel is an incredibly important character in all of comic books. Kamala Khan is really important, and people do not understand how important she is. I hope we see that coming to What If. And... With that, I feel like that's a really good spot to wrap this up. If you have any theories of what you'd like to see in future episodes of whatever future seasons, be sure to drop them on the tweet that goes out to promo this episode. We'd love to hear some of your theories, and if we get any, we'll read them on the show. Yeah. Remember, folks, you can follow us on Twitter at D plus us and check out our normal show. There's an episode up right now all about Doug Days. I think that's the last episode we did. Yeah, that sounds right. 
Uh, and there's an episode coming up soon all about Star Wars Visions. So keep an eye out for those on the podcast services. The same one that you're listening this, to this right now. Mitch, where can people find you? Uh, you can catch me all over the internet. Internet? God, my words don't work today. At Mr. Mitch George. That's M-R Mitch George. Or MitchGeorge.com has all the links to all my things. And you can follow me on Twitter at GriffyDPad. That's G-R-I-F-F-I-D-P-A-D. Thank you very, very much for listening. I say this, try to say this near the end of every episode. Y'all being here and hanging out means the world to us. So thank you. Tell your friends. Like and subscribe. All that fun jazz. And until next time, have a magical day.